You are Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In a minute, cuz, we live. We live. It's Locked On Hornets. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Local experts on the number one daily sports podcast network. And you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get your pods. And you can follow us on Twitter at Locked On Hornets, at Walker Mail, and at Not of the Scribe. Also, make sure you check out Locked On NBA Tuesdays on the, on the uh, Locked On NBA podcast. It's East meets West. Wes Goldberg, Warriors beat writer for the Mercury News and host of the Locked On Warriors podcast, as well as David Ramil, host of Locked On Heat. They tackle the biggest NBA stories of the day, coast to coast. Follow the Locked On NBA pod wherever you get your podcasts. And finally, a lot of promotion. Got to be a company man. Go check out the Locked On Mavs podcast. I joined Nick Angstad because the Locked On Mavs listeners told Nick that the Hornets were one of the three most teams they were interested in. So, Nick had me on to talk a little Charlotte Hornets. There are a lot of the regurgitated takes, so you've probably heard a lot of the stuff that I said before, but if you want to watch the video, it's on YouTube. If you want to hear some of those takes again, I joined Nick to talk about that as well. I did see one comment say that if Walker is not already in a barbershop quartet with Cedric Sabalos with that voice, that he needs to immediately get into one. So that's how I start my week. <laughs> yeah, we're both. That, that's, that's a base see quartet right there we need we need wow. to find the other two members if it's going to be a quartet yeah, as long as y'all don't try and ask me i'm okay uh, go find your other two please go find your all other right two. yeah if you guys want to comment on who the other two members of that quartet could be on the youtube channel or just any of the twitter handles that you might be tweeting at feel free to do so all right let's talk about some of the smaller stuff that has come out with the charlotte hornets Uh, One roster move that was made, and it's kind of weird because I think there's been reports on 21 guys that are with the Charlotte Hornets, but there's only 20 that can be with the team. So maybe one of these things fell through either way and kind of got to sort that out. We're not going to give you the official news on what happened there, but just trying to figure that all out. Um, Interestingly enough, by the way, none of those players are LiAngelo Ball. We'll get to that in just one moment. We'll also talk about Rank Radio. You know it. We love it. We like the content, so we're going to discuss it. ESPN came out with the NBA Top 100 Players list. Sports Illustrated is coming out with the NBA Top 100 Players list. How many Hornets are are on each of those rankings? We'll discuss that in a moment as well. But first, we need to lead off the show with a nice shout-out to one Rod Boone. Absolutely. Rod Boone is your newest Charlotte Hornets beat reporter for the Charlotte Observer, and it's the guy that made 100% the most sense after covering the Charlotte Hornets for the athletic. As soon as the athletic was a thing, it was Rod Boone who started covering the Hornets for that publication. Then with the massive athletic layoffs, Rod Boone was one of the people, unfortunately that was let go. Then he starts kind of coming up with his own thing. I forget what his blog was, but he started he started his own thing covering the team still, then transitioned to Sports Illustrated. Now he's with the Charlotte Observer, and I don't think there's anybody that would have made more sense than Rod. Big time shout out to him. Clearly excited to have this opportunity. He tweeted this out. Uh, I believe it was, uh, yeah, it was yesterday that he said this. Some personal news. I'm incredibly grateful, humbled, and honored to be joining the Charlotte Observer to cover the Hornets and the NBA. It's a prestigious role, and I'm absolutely pumped to be the newest addition to the Observer's great staff. My first day is, well, today. 
let's go. And he actually has some stuff up on some of the roster moves. Mm -hmm. Really just a phenomenal guy. There's not anybody that dislikes Rod Boone. He's one of those guys that if you dislike him, there's something wrong with you. Tremendous. Um, really happy for Rod to be able to get this opportunity. Absolutely. And more importantly, we already got fans saying they want Tuesdays with Rod. We're not going to do Tuesdays with Rod. We'll probably end up trying to do Thursdays with Rod because Tuesdays, for obvious reasons, are now sacred, and we will not do that. But I could, like you said, I can't think of another better candidate for the job. He was the only guy that I could see, okay, that makes sense. I, I don't think it would have been wise to put a young guy that had no familiarity with the team. I think the coverage would have suffered. I know that some people were – again, I know there was one person that was like, it, I would have been happy with Rod or you, and you meaning me. And I was just like, no, I that's not a job. I don't want – I don't ever want to be the person that follows the legend that is Rick Bennell. I would have never put my name in that job. I didn't put my name for that job. Um, Rod is probably the most dedicated dude – him and Rick, because again, I know you remember some at some points, like it'd be just him and Rick in the press media rooms, just grinding away, banging out those gamers, and then finding another angle for those for for the story. So there really wasn't anybody else. If the Charlotte Hornets, if the Charlotte Observer picked anybody else, it would have been a massive, 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 massive mistake. Yeah, and, and this is not to disparage. I think you and I both don't mean any disrespect to all of the other people that are covering the Charlotte Hornets that it's so tough to work in sports media, man. Like, we all get it. It's really tough. At people at the Hive, people swarm and sting, people that are covering this for any kind of podcast whatsoever. Like, it's really hard to work in this business. And so that's not to disparage anybody else that is working tirelessly as well. It's just that Rod Boone had the experience with some of these bigger publications and was putting in a ton of work and had developed of some type of rapport and also I think Rod Boone Nada does a pretty good job at some of the outside stories affecting the Charlotte Hornets organization we remember the Big Pat story that he wrote that was really cool because he is a legend within this organization but I guess a smaller legend if that's the sort of thing he's not Alonzo he's not Muggsy you know but it's Big Pat it's not a real home game unless Big Pat is on the mic announcing the starting lineups and Rod Boone to capture that in a story that he wrote that was pretty cool kind of going back in the archives I remember he did a feature on Jerry Valancourt Jerry V uh, the guy that covered the Hornets for a while back in the day, went to New Orleans, came back, worked with our station for a couple of years. And so those kinds of stories, Rod Boone does a really good job. And when we talk about Rick Bennell, I thought Scott Fowler wrote something very, very nice when he said, let's go really happy for Rod Boone and Scott Fowler, longtime columnist with the observer. So excited to work alongside you. I know Rick Bennell would be happy about this. And this is also great news for the observer subscribers. Follow Rod. If you don't already for all things Hornets, just cool to, to hear Scott Fowler kind of give that bode because we know Rick is an institution. We did our tribute to Rick. It's still incredibly sad, by the way. Yeah. Like I think about him a decent amount as the Hornet season is, is approaching. Um, but again, as we've mentioned a million times, the guy that could handle this as well as any it's Rod Boone. And so now he is your newest Charlotte Hornets beat reporter and he works for the Charlotte Observer. Yeah, absolutely. And I think the biggest thing that I think Hornets fans need to appreciate this is a guy that was going to stay because if we're going to be we're going to say the quiet part out loud, the Charlotte Observer in terms of their sports reporting has kind of been a revolving door. 
and a lot of oh yeah well the carolina panthers it's been exactly. crazy right like rick has been the mainstay but we've got two marcel louis jacques and then elena getzenberg they're both going up to buffalo joe person went to the athletic after covering the team Jordan. for a while jonathan jones who covered the team he goes to cbs and i think sports illustrated even before yep. that jordan rodriguez goes to the athletic and then across the country it's nuts how the panthers have gone through exactly all these people. so i kind of like the fact that there is an older older gentleman covering this team that can that basically we know is going to stay because he's got roots here that matters in all of this I do believe that matters I do believe having a guy that's rooted here to cover the team matters in a way that I don't think people understand until they start reading the coverage I cannot wait to see what he does this year for the Charlotte Hornets yeah, can't wait to uh, see that either. Big shout to Rod Boone. Well-deserved honor. All right, Nada, let's transition to the rank next radio. segment, but not before you give some love to Sweat Block, though. We'll do the rank radio, but you got to give some love to Absolutely. Sweat Block. Absolutely, and Sweat Block, again, there's things that are very uncomfortable to talk about. Who's filling Rick Bennell's shoes is absolutely one of them. Another one happens to be the concept of sweat. Everybody sweats. It's not one of those things that everyone wants to talk about. Again, people sweat through their shirts. I am one of those. I sweat through my shirt when I'm talking on this mic. It's very disgusting. But here's the here's the thing. I I love sweat block, and it's more stronger and more effective than most clinical antiperspirants. You simply apply it at night before bedtime. You go to bed. The next morning, you wake up, you wash yourself, and you go about your day without having to worry about sweat, guaranteed. It sounds too good to be true. I've been using this for about the last month and a half, and I don't have to choose my wardrobe based on what I'm going to sweat through. I took it to the beach over the weekend. It worked like a charm. No pitting out, no more picking my shirts based on which one will hide the sweat better. If you or someone you love is dealing with this, you got to check out Sweatblock. Get it today for 20% off at sweatblock.com with the promo code locked on or at Amazon where it's the number one antiperspirant on the website or cvs check out sweat block it'll change your life y'all all right let's transition into rank radio and the roster moves that have happened with the charlotte hornets as even announced soon as yesterday we'll talk about that coming up next on the locked on hornets podcast this is locked on hornets i don't like doing that unless like i am totally annoyed i don't drop the big joker in spades or that early I don't drop the big joker. I only do it when I am officially annoyed and I don't want to have this conversation. And I'm going to be real honest with you, Walker. I the last thing I want to be talking about at 10 at night is Blake Griffin and the possibility of him coming here. It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. How familiar does this annoying aspect sound? you got one device that lets you catch the game live. You have another that lets you stream your favorite shows. You're watching your sports highlights on your phone. And then you've got some obscure relatives login for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before. So you can watch your favorite sports, movies, shows all in one place. That means no 
more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. The best part is that there's no annual contract either. You get rid of the clutter, you can get rid of the confusion, and you can get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible devices required. Content does vary by the package. Before we get to some of these lists, the top 100 list from ESPN and from Sports Illustrated, uh, some news came in yesterday that the Charlotte Hornets signed Xavier Sneed to a contract. The terms due to team policy were not disclosed, but it seems kind of likely that it's a non-guaranteed contract, maybe some kind of Exhibit 10 contract, or at least some type of uh, language that is very similar to the E10 contract. So I'm not sure how all of the back, like the back, back end of this roster is going to look, but Right now, we've heard some type of connection with the Charlotte Hornets and 21 other players. So we've got the players that you would think of and even like the Nick Richards and the Cody Martin even going that far back on the roster. But then the other guys are Xavier Sneed now agreed to a deal that was team released. DJ Carton two exhibit tens. You also have the two two ways with Scotty Lewis and Arnotis Kubolka, but the club also reportedly agreed to sign Camber Griff to an exhibit 10 deal. So you could see one of these guys just getting let go. Maybe it never really happened because you can only have a max of 20 deals done with some of these teams. So not exactly sure how this is going to work out. I'm guessing maybe Cameron McGriff, maybe that fell through or it never like truly actually took place, but you know, we'll, we'll see how all of this pans out as we get into training camp and we get into the preseason, but not a one name is absent from this list. It's Leangelo ball that a lot of people were kind of paying attention to. And I thought maybe Leangelo might get an exhibit 10 contract, but there's no uh, Leangelo ball to be seen as far as any kind of official connection linking the Charlotte Hornets and Lamelo's And that brother. kind of surprise. I'm not going to lie to you. It kind of surprises me considering he had one of the more surprising performances of summer league like if you're just going by summer league and practicing everything we've been told the fact that he's not on an exhibit 10 deal tells me one of two things either that one he signed somewhere else or two they're really not interested which i don't see the latter happening without them having a conversation with the best with one of the top three players on the team like that feels really really like an uncomfortable conversation probably needed to be had and at this point i like none of it makes sense to me like this dude as much as they loved him as much as we heard them raving about him like I don't see a way that he wasn't given at least an exhibit 10. And if he wasn't, then there needs to be an explanation. Did Leangelo get signed overseas or something like that? Because this right now is a lot of roster confusion for something that you theoretically cannot do. And if this is a, and this becomes a situation where Leangelo is not on the team, I kind of feel like it's a mistake, but at this point I have kind of have to trust Mitch in this way. Well, I mean, and and I thought Leandro was going to get an exhibit 10, like over an Xavier Sneed. I could have seen that easily, you know, even, I mean, DJ Carton, 
I mean, he was, he actually showed some pretty interesting stuff in summer league. Like I even told you that like the first game, Oh, okay. Like, you know, there's some, some interesting things like some decent decision-making, but, um, but you know, Leangelo did have the hot shooting streak, at least at the beginning. And so I thought maybe he would get some interest at the back end, but right now, and, and remember we even got the Sham Sharania report that it was kind of likely the Hornets were going to sign him to some E10 deal, but maybe he is going to a different team. Maybe he sticks around in the G league with a, a different franchise. Um, we'll see how it all pans out on the Leangelo front. So that's the roster update. Xavier Sneed, the guy that signed averaged, I think about six points per game over there in uh, Las Vegas playing summer league with the Charlotte Hornets. Let's take another break and then we'll come back and then we'll talk about where Gordon Hayward ranks, where LaMelo ball ranks, where Terry Rozier, Miles Bridges, some of these other guys that might or might not be on the list. That's a tease. You have to find out by listening to the third segment, but I do want to talk to you about an interesting way to play fantasy basketball. In 2018, the fantasy sports experts at Sleeper realized that fantasy basketball was broken. Games were being won and lost based on whose players had more scheduled games that week. It made no sense, and it required very little strategy. So in 2020, Sleeper released a brand new way of playing fantasy basketball, and it's called Game Pick, and it's only available on Sleeper. In Game Pick, owners pick a single game per week for each starter to count towards their team's total score, ensuring an even number of games played between opponents. The days of losing because your opponent's players simply had more scheduled games to play in that week, those are over. The days of mindless daisy busy worker over so are the days of giving up halfway through the season because of that busy work it's done all of that's done whether you prefer redraft keeper dynasty game picks got you covered sleeper cracked the fantasy basketball code if you play fantasy football if you prefer building out a weekly strategy versus daily busy work, you're going to love game picks. Download the Sleeper app and start a league with your friends today. You will not be disappointed. Sleeper's one-of-a-kind game pick is the most strategic fantasy basketball experience in the industry. All right, let's talk about some of those yeah, lists and where the Hornets fall on it. Coming up next on the Locked On Hornets podcast. This is Locked On Hornets. I said, oh, oh, hell yeah. Just giving that confirmation of how awesome this is going to be. You tweeted at me. You're going to be singing the chorus to Billie Jean if you ain't careful. <laughs> and Again, I point to the lie. Yes, I. You're, well, yeah, you're right. This goes back to our first conversation. There's a yes, lot of babies does. being exactly. had out there. Goodness gracious. <laughs> unexpected exactly. ones. Point ones to that the lie. It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. Don't let this stress of daily life weigh on your body, whether you're an elite athlete or if you're just some podcast host like me, not playing sports, just talking about them. Either way, just trying to make it through the day tension free uh, is sometimes really difficult to do unless you have Theragun. Theragun can help. Theragun is the handheld percussive therapy device that releases your deepest muscle tension using a scientifically calibrated combo of depth, speed, and power, and it's as quiet as an electric toothbrush. The OLED screen and design makes you feel like you're holding something from the future. Just go to their site and check it out, and the Theragun app learns from your behaviors and suggests guided routines. Try Theragun for 30 days, starting at only $199. Go to therabody.com slash locked on right now and get your Gen 4 Theragun today. That's therabody.com slash locked on. Therabody.com slash locked on. All right, Nada, you want to go with the Sports Illustrated or ESPN list and talk about some of the players from the Charlotte Hornets that are featured on Let's it? Let's start with the Sports Illustrated one because they have one less. And I'm not sure how we're going to get through all of this and talk about all of this. So let's start 
with the lesser one because we can always save the bigger one for the next for the next show. Okay, sounds good to me. We'll go with the Sports Illustrated uh, list here. And Sports Illustrated, uh, if you look at their highest player first ranked for the Charlotte Hornets, it's LaMelo Ball. So they released 100 through 51, and LaMelo Ball comes in at number 51. This is the write-up from Sports Illustrated. Ball's play cut through the noise in short order, earning Rookie of the Year honors and positioning him as the centerpiece of Charlotte's rebuild. He shot better than expected, and his gifts as a passer are obvious. The question now is to what level Ball can rise moving forward with efficiency and consistency not yet hallmarks of his game. If he can lead the Hornets into the playoffs, then... The, then that should speak for itself. But at age 20, we shouldn't necessarily expect that from him, nor should it dampen the enthusiasm around this rising star. I think it's a decent write up. And then he even mentions that the poor shooting was really hampered by the wrist injury, as well as those numbers in the last 10 games of the season. It hurt his three point shooting. It hurt his overall field goal percentage. I have no problem with this. Like it, some of some of this stuff is going to be uh, silly to argue about on where these players rank uh, a 51 for a guy that just completed his rookie season. We'll see how much of it's sustainable. Um, you know, clearly the guy is going to be awesome. I mean, clearly he's got the superstar potential, but to be 51 after just your rookie season, uh, Lamella ball getting enough respect here to uh, suffice for me. Nada, what about you? Um, I do find it interesting that he's, Probably of the non-Gordon Hayward guys, he's the highest ranked at 51. Now, granted, the one thing as I'm listening to this is that there was context given for LaMelo Ball season, whereas you could make the case that Terry Rozier didn't necessarily get the same context considering what his catch-and-shoot numbers. Granted, I know he was a defensive turnstile last year. And he, well, he didn't have a fractured wrist. He also didn't have a fractured wrist, but at, I mean, that's yeah. Like, I mean, look, are, are you just saying like he was fatigued and tired at the end yes, of the season? Yes, I am. That's the thing. Like, I feel like 78 was, I understood why, why people said 78. I've defended SI on this, but if you're going to use the context for LaMelo ball, I would also argue that you kind of need to have that same context and keep that same energy with Terry Rochier. And if that's it's a fractured wrist compared to fatigue, fatigue, but fatigue, like Terry Rozier was the number one option for how long? Like, I, I want to say at least four, like up until the Miles Bridges explosion, he was the number one option. And I think that needs to matter a little bit. And, I, and again, granted, I am arguing over deck chairs on the Titanic and I'm not like, I understand that part. I just think that. If that's going to be the case, we can also take time to discuss the nuance of Terry Rozier's season and why he finished so poorly. That's the only. Well, thing. let's do. Th All right. Well, let's do that then. I mean, Sports Illustrated they put uh, Terry Rozier at seventy-eight. And what they wrote about Terry Rozier coming in at number 78 overall, they said two years ago, Rozier was an inefficient cat quick combo guard who's absolute pie in the sky and insane writing there in the first sentence. Best case scenario was landing on someone's six man of the year ballot. He's exceeded those expectations. He's got the extension to show for it. If the three point shooting continues, which I think it will, he's able to wreak and he's able to wreak as much havoc in the paint as he did last year. That's the bigger question. There won't be 10 guards harder to corral in the perimeter than Rogier this season. It kind of seems like they want to see 
another year yeah. of sustainability inside the arc and outside. The perimeter shooting doesn't make any sense. I mean, Terry's bona fide in that regard. Yeah. Like I Terry Terry's legit as they come as far as shooting goes. Catch and shoot. Um, I mean, he was awesome the last two seasons. It's really, again, we've talked about it a million times, the two-point percentage and just being close to the basket. Uh, the thing that's interesting, too, though, is that Sports Illustrated has him at 78. Uh, ESPN is going to have Terry Rozier. Yeah, they've got him 81, just three spots behind. So pretty damn identical. If you're going to compare two publications list out of 100, Terry Rozier comes in 81 on ESPN. Uh, he comes in for 78 on Sports Illustrated. Like, yeah, and the tired stuff, like, I, you know, I don't want to completely negate that mm -hmm. because Terry was the only guy. I mean, the Hornets were very much so injury riddled. Miles Bridges was missing COVID-19 or missing time because of COVID-19 protocols. Lamella was out. Malik was out. Gordon was out. Like Terry did have to share, I mean, pretty much the entire responsibility or like he had to bear all of that load. And so I totally get that. Um, but I, I mean, the efficiency numbers that come and go with it, it, it seems a little bit more directly excusable for LaMelo okay. who clearly fractured his wrist and then came back after the, the, you know, the 10 games. And that's why his efficiency dropped. I, I just think the numbers for LaMelo before the fractured wrist, they're awesome. And the overall stats are really hindered by what he did the last 10 games after where, yeah. You no, know, Lamelo or, or Terry certainly that's true with the way that you know he was tired. But um, yeah. you know, like how many other players got tired at the end of the season, Fair. like a Terry, right? Like I'm, I'm sure there were a lot of fatigue. So I could see him getting higher on this list. Like I could see him closer to seventy, but I don't have a huge problem. Yeah, I guess that's my that's my the other thing is like a couple of these guys on the list, like ahead of him, I kind of have a little problem with. Like I love Kemba Walker. Everybody knows I love Kemba Walker. He wasn't a top 100 player this year just off the fact that he only played 43 games. Like, there's a lot of this that feels very, very dicey to me. I don't think Kemba Walker was a better player. Depending on the day that you talk to me, and Locked On Cavs may have a problem with me on this one, I don't think Colin Sexton was a better player than Terry Rozier because, Colin because Terry Rozier played in a lot more games that actually mattered. That has to count for something. Like, yeah, if you wanted to put him, so let's, let's put the players up here. You mentioned Kemba. So the next guys on the ESPN list, at least, um, Karis Levert is 80, Tim Hardaway Jr. is 79, Dylan Brooks, 78, Andrew Wiggins, 77, Cade Cunningham, the number one overall pick comes in at 76, Joe Harris, 75, Nurkic, 74, Halliburton, 73, Ananobi, 72, Jaron Jackson, 71, Kemba at number 70. So those are the guys that are listed above Terry. Um, are you saying Rozier is better than all those guys? You're going to put him like 75. Where would you want to put him compared like, to those players? I feel like, I feel like he's a top. If you're going to put, if you're going to put Kemba Walker as a top 70 guy, I think you have to almost put Terry Rozier there. And I didn't think I would ever say that. That's how good he was. I think you, I think especially on the, on these SI lists, I thought he had a better year than DeJounte Murray did too. If I'm really, really honest. Like, I think Terry Rozier, the more I the more I talk to you, the more I'm talking myself into that 78, that 81 feels low. And I didn't think I was going to head that route for all of this. But this feels low. And I like I wasn't planning on saying this again before we even recorded. I was like, I kind of understood. 
the more I talk about it, the more I think it out, 78 feels low. And I'm not saying he's a top 50 player, but top 70? I feel like Terry Rozier, does, like if you're telling me the top seven teams of the, of like for again, NBA stuff, I think Terry Rozier belongs there. And I, again, I, this may be just one of those things like is a nit, is nitpicking and moving around chairs on the Titanic, but Terry Rozier kind of does deserve better. Yeah. If you want to put him top 70, like that, that can make sense to me. Some of the players that I mentioned, like Dylan Brooks, I would put Terry above a Dylan, even though he was, you know, fun to watch last year for Memphis. Uh, you know, Kimba certainly like, you know, where you are now, you know, especially with the injury history for Kimba, like, yeah, Terry, you, you, you have to say that you'd rather have Terry right now for the Charlotte Hornets, certainly than you would Kimba. So I don't have any problem if you wanted to move him up, you know, those spots, right. Of all the players that I just kind of mentioned, maybe with a couple here or there that are ahead or, um, behind a Terry Rozier. So yeah, Terry maybe deserves to be a little bit higher on some of these lists, but ESPN Sports Illustrated bringing him back at least to uh, the 80 range right now. All right, let's end it here. We'll get to Gordon Hayward, where he stands. Miles Bridges, he makes an appearance on this list also. And if there are enough Charlotte Hornets, what this means for the Charlotte franchise moving forward. We'll get to all of that tomorrow and pick up on some of the leftover topics as the week goes on. Make sure you listen to Locked on NBA today. Tuesdays, it's coast to coast. You got Wes Goldberg, you got David Ramil. So make sure you go check that that out and remember we always appreciate your support make sure you follow us on twitter at lockdown hornets at not of the scribe and at walker mail and we appreciate you hopping on with us once again remember to tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of lockdown nba have a great day and we'll be back with you tomorrow